0: Why hello, it's Sister Babushka here to tell you what is this extra thing in your RSS feed. Every month, Sister Alaska and I host the fabulous show, Utter Nonsense which we provide both on YouTube and as a podcast that you can listen to on the go. When we have our discussions, these actually last several hours at a time, and what you generally see is the condensed cut version. But there's just so much good material, bloopers, tangents, little songs that we sing to each other, and maybe just a little bit of shade that we throw at some people, that we thought, why not share this out with the rest of you as well so that it's not just ending up on the cutting room floor but you can also have a little bit more of our conversations and a little glimpse at behind the scenes basically and so we thought what better way to do this than by sharing it as an additional part of the podcast which will release sort of in between the main episodes releasing at the start of every month on the first of the month and so I welcome you to tangents and waffles. Welcome to the first episode of Tangents and Waffles, the extra helping of utter nonsense where you can hear the bloopers that have happened, the shade that has been thrown, as well as following us on some of the tangents that we end up going on in our conversations. For this episode, we are going through some of the most fabulous tangents that Sister Alaska and I have went through that just weren't quite good enough to make it into the final episode. So... Enjoy your helping of Tangents and Waffles. Let's hope there's no new fucking international news between now and the end of fucking February. Unlike
1: last February. Is that when Ukraine was invaded?
0: Yeah, a year this month.
1: I was given for Christmas, the most beautiful crystal earrings to go with, with my sister, Regalia. But, um, I haven't been able to wear them yet because I promised that when the Ukraine war started, I'd put on my, my peace symbols and I promised that I wouldn't take them off until the war had ended. And um... I was stuck with them. <laughs> I mean, I love them. They're worth it. But I feel like to take them off even for one episode would be to break my promise. So I can't wear my beautiful new earrings until that war has finished. I hope Putin's listening to this. Like, this is really important. I want to wear my earrings. (laughs) Can you just, like, hurry up and finish? (laughs) Just go away.
0: That was the missing part of the peace talks, wasn't it? Now if we send you out to Turkey to speak on the peace talks, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Do
1: you think it would help?
0: (laughs) I mean, I think it it couldn't hurt, right? We've tried everything else.
1: Do you know what I think would genuinely help in negotiations just around the world? It's tea. Tea. I don't think there's enough tea. Like, if you sit someone down with a nice cup of tea, it's much easier to negotiate things than when you don't. There's something about tea which is common.
0: I don't know. What if, like, the discussion's happening and they get really heated and they throw the tea on the other person and scold them?
1: No, no, no. Nobody's going to waste tea like that. Oh, my God. Who would do such a thing?
0: If I was in the room with any of our ten people, I'd probably waste the tea.
1: (laughs) Also, if things are looking like they're getting a little bit more difficult, just bring in the cake as well, because that will definitely solve it.
0: (laughs) Well, what if there's an argument about the biscuit to dip in the tea? Somebody wants, like, bloody custard creams, and the other person's like, it has to be a rich tea. Why are
1: you dipping biscuits in your tea?
0: A digestive in the tea is amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to not- fall out over the biscuits.
0: That's nothing. I heard a story about somebody that put their toast in their tea. <laughs> jam toast, but they dipped oh, it in their tea.
1: No. <laughs> I feel like, though, tea is something that's so wonderful. It needs to be enjoyed it, in itself. Like, you don't ruin it with other things. Don't be dipping your toast and jam in your tea. <laughs> savage <That's-> are you.
0: To <laughs> me, this is why we can't have world peace with tea.
1: So uncouth! (laughs) I also, very last side note, I also love the graffiti that they left from when they were over here. And when you go to places like Orkney, some of the historical sites there have graffiti on them. Actually, lots of historical sites have graffiti on them. But the ones in Orkney are special because they have Viking graffiti, because graffiti is something that has happened throughout the ages. And did they write anything profound? No! It was things like your mama jokes, and <laughs> Igor was here.
0: <laughs> nice to see some things do not change throughout <laughs> human history at all.
1: <laughs> so there you go. I love Viking graffiti, it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Igor's mum slept with a dragon. Ha 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 ha. Ah, people never change in some ways, and that's beautiful.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. Do you know what I feel it's interesting when you contrast it with what's happening elsewhere? So, for example, here in the UK, the Church of England are currently discussing whether to switch to more gender neutral pronouns when talking about God and blessing, you know, gay relationships which is so i mean there's there's a long way to go there's a lot of things they could improve but it's a world of difference between what's happening here versus people like this this wonderful ex-gay minister
0: <laughs> now we'll just caveat that church of england thing are saying that they still disapprove of equal marriage and so their concession was to bless the civil partnerships. I'm not letting them get off the hook by thinking they've not slipped that by us all.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're still refusing to actually perform equal marriages. (laughs) There's definitely still improvements to be had, but they're at least moving in the right direction. There may be a couple of centuries behind where they should be, but, you know, it's still clearly it could be worse.
0: (laughs) We're watching you, COE. Never mind that, COE. You were created by somebody that wanted to get divorces. You've got no bloody leg to stand on. <laughs> anyway, the church is not here to be judged this episode.
1: Or are they? Could they be on the list?
0: <laughs> Number one, the Pope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who knew he's also X <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Let's not put that in. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a tangent we're talking about dating shows i was sitting in a hotel recently and there was access to regular telly which i don't normally have access to because i don't pay for a tv license fee so i don't watch regular telly i put it on and i discovered there's a dating show called naked attraction where people just look at naked folk and judge them and that's
0: how they decide who they're gonna date. <laughs> yes. I have I have watched at least two seasons of this through Netflix and just wondered what the fuck's going on. And then I'm like, oh I need to see what they look like now. And then I'm like, well, now I need to see the whole body. And I'm always interested when there's somebody that looks a bit different. And I'm like, oh, they look really cool. You should talk to them and then they get booted out. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, the vagina looked good. I'm like, it's a vagina. It just looks like a vagina.
1: I was like equal parts fascinated and horrified. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. How it said that? It was trans inclusive and I quite liked that. So although I'm I don't understand how it ended up on telly, at least you know everyone is accepted.
0: <laughs> yes. It it was really interesting and at first it was like oh it's going to be one of these dating shows that we see because like I I'd watched Gogglebox and then they'd shown parts of Naked Attraction and we're like, what the fuck is that? And then Naked Attraction appeared on Netflix and we're like, should we let's do an episode see what it's actually like it's got to be crazy and then we watch it and we're like what the fuck and then we watch the whole series and i'm like oh there's gay people on here too there's trans and i'm like this is much more progressive than all that shit from love island and all the thousands of other pieces of media that don't include
1: people from the lgbtq plus spectrum
0: that was my journey in a nutshell
1: Anyone who's not seen it, it's it's probably worth a Google, but just be aware that there are naked people. Um but basically the idea is that they show you the person completely naked, but in incremental bits. So it starts with like, is it the leg? You get to see the legs.
0: Hold on. There we go. I can demonstrate with Joan. Oh so you, hide your face, Joan.
1: You get to see the legs first, and you're like, Oh, oh those legs look quite nice. Then it goes up to their waist, so you get to see the bits, and you're like, Oh. Oh, that's quite long, isn't it? Look at that. She's holding. Oh, yes. And then we get to see up to the shoulders. We get to see, oh, oh, Sister Joan, look at that bubblage. Very nice, very nice. And then finally you get to see their face.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, she's falling over.
1: And at each of those different stages, you have to vote off one of the people. And when you vote them off, you get to see the full reveal for that one person they come and go, oh, it's a shame, but never mind. And then you have a very awkward hug with a naked person that you don't know and they walk off. <laughs> and
0: eventually, when you're down to your final two, the person it has been picking also has to be naked, so there's a bit more of an equal balance.
1: Oh, what is TV these days, honestly?
0: I take it then you don't know about the other TV show. I've not watched it either yet, but it's a show where there's this giant box on the stage... next to the box is a couch or chairs Uh, and what happens is this couple will come on they'll talk about the relationship they will then go into the box have sex and then come out and discuss this with the presenter
1: what why (laughs) what is it about
0: (laughs) about relations and intimacy and i don't know i'd have to watch it but i'm also like too horrified to watch that but can
1: they talk about intimacy without actually going into the box (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, apparently some people in there, they just can't manage to perform or whatever because of the pressure. I
1: wonder. That's got nothing to do with intimacy. I'm sure, but i the boat.
0: Well, would you like... I know the name of it now. I've just Googled it. Would you like to know the very interesting name of the show? <laughs> sure. But right. ready for this, it's going to blow your mind what they called it, Sex Box.
1: Who's a thought? <laughs>
0: Oh, it was released as part of Channel 4's Campaign for Real Sex, which the channel described as a series of programmes which aim to reclaim sex from porn. Oh, so this is a synopsis. (laughs) The show features couples that have agreed to come onto the show and have sex in the titular Sex Box. During this time, the hosts will discuss their relationship. After a certain amount of time, the couple will emerge from the box and talk about sex and their relationship. The show's theory is that couples will be more likely to be closer after having sex and be more likely to be honest and open when answering questions about their own sex life and sex in general.
1: Doesn't need to be in a box.
0: (laughs) Ran for two seasons. (laughs) Eleven episodes.
1: Interesting. And they're worried about drag shows. <laughs> I feel like oh, well, there's things out there.
0: They then made a US version that lasted for one season and they aired five episodes and there were four episodes that they didn't air. So even less <laughs> successful in the States.
1: I feel like my my um, sin then is going to pale in comparison to all this. <laughs> I have not indulged enough, clearly. <laughs>
0: You mean you've not been to the sex box recently? Uh no. (laughs) Absolutely dickheads. Ugh. I hate society so
1: much. I was at a restaurant recently where there was like tables round the side and then there was a row of tables down the middle of the restaurant. And the tables down the middle of the restaurant, half of them had seats that had arms on them that made them really narrow to sit in. And like when they tried to show us to one of these tables, I instantly said, I'm not going to fit in the seats. Sorry, I need to sit elsewhere. And then as Mm -hmm. we were eating our meal, we watched other people being shown to these tables. And even like people that you would consider quite slim were struggling to fit into the seats. And they were like when the waitress turned her back. They were picking up their chair, throwing it to the side and grabbing a chair from another table because they just couldn't fit in the chairs. Form over function is a problem.
0: (laughs) That's what the right-wing press tells me anyway, including
1: the BBC. I find it very interesting that people are only now just cancelling their BBC licence fees and like. Where have you been for the past decade or so? Like, why are you so slow on this? Why were you funded the BBC before when you knew they were like this?
0: I think it all kicks off because of football. (laughs) It's sad. And David Attenborough.
1: And David Attenborough. People are more upset about David Attenborough than they are about migrant crossings. (laughs) Fucking sorry. Language, (laughs) Asuka.
0: Fucking disgraceful.
1: So yes, people apparently are very pleased with themselves right now because they're cancelling their TV licence fees fucking finally. Because they realise that they don't want to fund an organisation that is so...
0: Oh dear, oh dear.
1: I learned the most horrific thing the other day. I learned oh. what a rat king is.
0: Oh, did you not know?
1: No! I was, it's just like nightmare fuel where these rats all got their tails like intertangled and then they can't be separated they're trapped together and then they die
0: yes yes
1: <laughs> thank goodness we don't have tails well we do have veils we do
0: have veils that can get caught
1: nun kings that's the way of the future
0: well this is why we can no longer have gaggles we superfluities of nuns
1: <laughs> have too many <laughs> nuns <laughs>
0: Naturally, weeded ourselves out getting our veils tangled.
1: Sometimes my veil does catch and stuff. It's only a matter of time before, like, Sister Ivor and I end up in tangles.
0: <laughs> right, I'll make sure to stand away from you at any event we go to this year. <laughs>